have acquired various handheld anti-boredom devices, chiefly the remote. Television watchers jump from channel to channel, and filmmakers copy that by jumping from scene to scene. The more we jump, the more we get, if not more quality, then at least more variety. When the first remote controls appeared in the 1950s as luxury add-ons for television sets, they seemed like innocent devices that would save viewers occasional trips from the bed or sofa to the television set. They were pitched at the lazy or infirm. Presto Changeo, remote control tuning with Lazy Bones station selector, said a Zenith advertisement. Amazing. The inventors and marketers thought the primary purpose of their device would be to turn the set off as the user drifted towards sleep. Secondary uses, they thought, could include silence in commercials and, sure, changing channels, presumably once or twice in the evening when programs ended. Marketers tried not-so-subtle appeals to masculine gun and control fetishism. Users could zap with the flash gun and space commander. No one imagined the real power waiting in the remote control. Now, every television programmer works in the shadow of the awareness that the audience is armed. The remote control serves as an instant polling device, continually measuring dissatisfaction or flagging attention, if not for Nielsen's benefit, then for your own. Possession of the device means that you have a choice to make every second. Is this dull? Am I bored yet? The remote control is a classic case of technology that exacerbates the very problem it's meant to solve. If only the programmers could tie your hands for your own good, still, isn't possession of the remote a form of power? It does serve you as a weapon against bad programming, even if the audience doesn't always use it wisely. Robert Levine, a social psychologist, cites studies that find grazers changing channels 22 times a minute. They approach the airwaves as a vast smorgasbord, all of which must be sampled no matter how meager the helpings, Levine writes. He contrasts these frenetically greedy Westerners, Americans mostly, with Indonesians, whose main entertainment consists of watching the same few plays and dances month after month, year after year, and with Nepalese Sherpas who eat the same meals of potatoes and tea through their entire lives. The Indonesians and Sherpas are perfectly satisfied, Levine says. But are they really? Will they spurn that remote control when it's offered? Or is the accumulation of speed, along with the accumulation of variety, along with the accumulation of wealth, a one-way street in human cultural evolution? Broadcasters have to worry about this, and they believe it means they must be more efficient than ever in their use of time. Just as the technology of remote control has made it possible for you to run from boredom without leaving the couch, the Nielsen technologies have made it possible for television programmers to detect the first glimmerings of ennui, apathy, and listlessness almost before you yourself become aware of them. A minute is an ocean. One piece of news turned up by NBC's research dismayed the programmers. As a typical show reached its end and the credits began to roll, one viewer in four, with a remote control presumably in hand, would give in to the urge to press the channel up or channel down button. 
a full 25% of the audience would start flipping around. That was clearly intolerable. A 25% drop in market share in return for gratifying the egos of the cast and crew? The NBC 2000 unit addressed this problem by creating what's known as the squeeze and tease. The credits are compressed into one-third of the screen, carefully tested for borderline readability, while the remaining two-thirds is used for promotainment. You might see stars bantering about and around the peacock. If you actually take in the screenwriter's name on the right and chuckle at the wisecrack on the left, you're multitasking in yet one more way. Anyway, every network has quickly adopted the same technique because it's just enough, it seems, to hold your attention for the critical 10 or 30 seconds that would otherwise loom before you like an eternity.